Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So Too. Wait a minute. What am I doing here? This isn't Geek So To Speak. This is a sister podcast that we're starting called Sandbox Gamers. Why am I here? Am I alone? Oh, who's that? Yeah. It's so wow. cloudy. It's so cloudy in here. Oh, was that a was that a was that a Jeff W? It, it was a Jeff W, an a- oh. ASMR Jeff W. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Am I tickling your ear? <laughs> this podcast is getting off to a great start. I'm sure we have 100 <laughs> subscribers at least by now. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the Sandbox Gamers, everybody, the inaugural podcast. I'm Wonder Rob from Geek So To Speak podcast. And if you're familiar with Geek So To Speak, then you'll know the, the dulcet tones of Vactor. The comic book expert from Geek So To Speak podcast. Oh yeah. And if you're familiar with the Geek So To Speak YouTube page, the Let's Plays in particular, Left For Dead, the one who is always saving our butts in Left For Dead, the effervescent Jeff W. Hi, Jeff. Hola. Also, this Hola. is the first episode. We don't. We have a loose uh, format, but of course, I just sort of like took the reins and introduced the podcast, even though we did not have a vote. Mm. <laughs> Voting's for suckers yeah. in this podcast. I prefer you just take over, Rob. Oh, man. Am I in charge of this thing? Is that is that what we're doing, everybody? We have we have two hosts here, I think, between you and Vactor. And we saw who the alpha was, clearly. Oh! You know, we, we have to say it. So don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, audio only, I think. Are we recording a video version of this? We got audio. This is audio. So okay. far. Maybe one day there'll be a video version of it. But look at look at Vector. Everybody's missing it because they can only hear our voices. You can't right. see his face. Yeah. All, all right. Fours. <laughs> He's on all fours, everybody. All right. So <laughs> we decided that we were going to start a video game podcast. And we've been talking about this podcast, I don't know, two years now, maybe three. Uh, we've said, when are we going to actually record it? About 100 times, 200 times maybe, possibly three, maybe four. And we all finally just grit our, gritted our teeth and did it. So thank you, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a nice little review in Apple Podcasts because odds are that's where most of you are going to be listening to us from. Although if you do listen to us on Spotify, they do have the new feature uh, where you can rate podcasts on Spotify. Give it a nice five stars. And if you want to check out the other shows on the Geek So To Speak podcast network, simply go to geeksotospeak.com. It's as easy as that, boys. All right, so we're a geek news podcast, or excuse me, a video game news podcast. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> ugh, that's the, the other podcast creeping in here. So we're going to talk about the current games that we're playing. We're just going to have a nice... Roundtable conversation, and then we'll get into all the geek news. How's that sound, boys? Sounds good. All right, like so uh, t- uh, let's see here. Uh, Ollie Ollie World, that's what it is. Sorry, guys, I didn't have the mm. Google Drive up. This hiccup's on the first episode. It's normal. <laughs> Don't sweat it. Okay, so let's talk about the games we've been playing. Up first on our agenda is Ollie Ollie World. Who's been playing Ollie Ollie World? That would be me. Awesome. Did you play the first one, Vector? No. Well, I don't recall you playing much of that. Yeah. All. So I remember it coming out, the art style, the name, Ali Ali. Mm-hmm. But then it wasn't something that stuck with me. 
And then right. the second one came out. This is 2014 when the original came out. And then the second one came out 2015. This new one, Ali Ali World, came out this year, very recently, actually. And I, I just heard good things about it. And I, I also had some credit on the eShop. So I said, let me actually use this because I think, like a lot of us, Switch doesn't get used very much in my household. <laughs> and I yeah, had, you guys aren't Nintendo boys, is, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, now, my Switch is in a drawer behind me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I have a new Switch OLED that I've had since it came out in its box still. You both the have closet. the OLED and don't play it. Yeah, that's well, right. I'm playing Ali Ali World on it. Okay. I don't. Also, so how do you like the gameplay? Is it any different on the gameplay for that? Or is it still the, the same core game? I guess I is my biggest question. Yeah, I think it's still the same. It's, it's a skating side scroller. So in the, in, the, in the terms of like a Tony Hawk, it's not, it's just one you know one view 2d yeah 2d you don't see like the 3d anything like that and it's just this cartoony art style uh very vibrant colors which is great for the oled and it's really great it's really sharp it's like very polished it's not something that you know looks like an end like this just came up you know on the e-shop today right so the whole thing is you're doing tricks, you're dying, but I haven't seen something. It's, I guess, the format of it or the, the side-scrolling nature of it is what kind of sets it apart. And it's, that's a perfect thing for the Switch, for taking it on the go with you, for just playing a little, a couple rounds and then putting it down. It's perfect for that. Just you know, turning it off and then it resumes as soon as you pick it back up again. So I'm having a um, a lot of fun on Ali Ali World. Plus, it's only twenty nine dollars. I'm sure you know when the sales come around, it's going to be even less. But for twenty nine, I think it's definitely worth it. There hasn't been any any hiccups or any bad things that I've seen in it so far. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So it's a side-scrolling, like platformer-looking game. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and and where I the thing that bothers. So I I would say probably out of the three of us, I probably. I mean, I don't know how much Rob has played like the others, like major skate games, like you know your skate, you know EA Skate, Tony Hawk. Played Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four mm-hmm. on the PlayStation Two. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. <laughs> to get That's that fair. Django Fett. That's All fair right. enough. That's fair <laughs> enough. You know, I think it's. Um, Remember Spider Man. So I, I'd say I'd say I probably play the most out of those games just because I probably have hundreds of hours in Skate Three and uh, the other games. Uh, Skate Three alone, I probably have like I don't know what it is. I'd have to look at it if I could, but it's at least three hundred hours in that game, uh, maybe more. That um, was why I originally asked you. Like you were the yeah. first person I thought of when this came yeah. out, and I just don't Ali Ali. I played Ali Ali. I just don't like that game. Uh, it's just not. I mean. It has the skate aesthetic and there's like some things there, but it just isn't what I'm looking for mm-hmm. in those games. Cause it's more of, it's almost like a puzzle game more so than like a skating game. If that makes sense. Right. Would you agree? Right. Yeah. And the, the tricks are pretty simple to pull off. It's not anything complicated. You're just flicking the switch up and down or so say the, the left thumbstick up and down and then the A button is just to get speed. But yeah, it's just, like I said, you know, this is something I could play when I'm taking a doozy of a twosie, 
when Jeez. I just have a little bit of time waiting at the DMV. <laughs> or <laughs> taking a doozy of a doozy at the DMV. Ooh. <laughs> I, think I think it's perfect for the Switch. Like I said, it it's something that um, I haven't docked it. I've been playing it in handheld mode, but I think, you know, taking it on the go with you and, and these are the type of games I want to play on the Switch, ones that aren't Horizon Zero Dawn, ones that aren't these huge expansive worlds like i want to play these little small games like these little mobile games i would want to play them on the switch rather than on my phone or let's say on an ipad this is like the perfect way to play for me so i'm going to continue with ollie ollie world i just have to find more time because there's so many games out right now um that's really mm. the thing that's keeping me from playing more of it but yeah I, i'm i'm really enjoying ollie ollie world so far actually not only did I hear about it on the DLC podcast? But mm -hmm. the Major Nelson podcast, the official Xbox podcast, they were big on it over there. They had a big feature on it. So I was like, oh, everybody's talking about this. Let me check out this Ali Ali world. Um, so, like I said, I was surprised Jeff was, was not a fan. I didn't know you didn't like the original one. But um, I don't have any other skate friends who like skateboarding or who like skateboarding right. games. Yeah, we call them racists. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh -huh. man. <laughs> Zing, get him, Jeff. Yeah. Uh -huh. Teach him a lesson. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's, that's my thoughts on Ollie Ollie World. All right, all right. I could be into it. It's a real cute looking game. Like, the art style is is really crisp and clean yes. looking. Um, How much was this? Sorry, how much? 29. We know. 29. 29 bucks, Jeff. 20, $30 to play this piece of shit? All right. Okay. How many hours have <laughs> you got in that game, Vector? Oh my god. So far, I've got one hour. That's like 30 bucks for an hour's worth of fun, Jeff. That's like in in dog years, that's like seven hours. That's like Vector <laughs> years, like seven hours for us. I'm gonna keep going because <laughs> yeah. like I said, I've just been playing some other things lately. How often and, how often do you play your Switch? Well, before this, I had only played Metroid, that new Metroid on this one. And I played an hour of that. So that's two hours. <laughs> Pro okay. gamers over here. That's how we do it on this side of the internet. <laughs> the problem with the Switch is most games are cross-platform or that I'm playing them on the Xbox or I'm playing them on the PC and I'm not necessarily going anywhere. So if, if I was more mobile, like I took this to work the other day and I said, let me see what it's like just to get it outside of the house. And I was like, yeah, this could be fun, but I just don't play that often outside of my house. So I'd be playing probably docked more than anything. Mm. Uh, for the uh, audio listeners, because obviously this is not a video podcast, Factor's camera just died. <laughs> we, we, we don't know if he's still actually here. Uh -oh, uh -oh. This could be Candy putting on a voice, Candy being mm. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> for all we know. Well, while he gets that all organized and fixed up, uh, next on our agenda to discuss is Chorus. Yes. Now this, <laughs> is that you too? This oh, is also me. And... Candy? <laughs> what would Factor <laughs> say about this candy? <laughs> this is also a game that I, I heard about on the official Xbox podcast, Major Nelson's podcast. And Chorus is a space combat game. So... It's in the vein of the old shooter, like, um, 
I mean, I can't even think of not asteroids, but you know those shooters. They would just be on rails, and mm-hmm. you'd just be going forward the whole time. And they've had a bunch of these, Probably like um, House of the Dead or something like that. Kind of, yeah. Um, but they had they had a bunch of these shooters on um, iOS and and mobile, where you're just holding your thumb down and you're moving the ship. Everything else is moving, you know, like forward. Well, is that Temple Run or something like that? Yeah, kind of like something that too. Like that. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the the name of the games, but I used to play these type of games all the time when I was growing up. Whether it was in the arcade or Sega Genesis, um, Super Nintendo, those type of games always appealed to me, where the ship was moving the entire time. Oh, curses! Watch out! No, the ship, Jeff. <laughs> oh, okay, <Jeez. laughs> we're not getting the the E <laughs> rating on Apple Podcasts for this. <laughs> <laughs> but just okay i i'm on rails and i'm moving the ship left to right or up and down and then everything else is moving forward with me so i didn't have to worry about where i was going to go chorus is like that but evolved into the next 3d world of um you know our current modern space so i'm also having a lot of fun with chorus uh, this is another one that i picked up for a budget price. I want to say it's not on sale anymore, but anything $30 or less, I would say it's worth picking up course. Um, the graphics are really good. Um, the action adventure style is really fun. And I haven't really been paying attention too much to the story of it. Um, but it's just one of those action shooter games that, that you just turn your, turn your brain off and, and fire. <laughs> so chorus is also fun and what system sorry did you say you're playing that on xbox xbox is that a game pass no that was this is actually would be a perfect game for game pass but unfortunately it is not it is on uh steam you can get a free demo of it on steam so Ooh. if you're in the pc world i would definitely have have you check that out um you can see a nice little um like you can see the graphics, you can see a little demo of it on the Steam homepage or on the Steam uh, page, store page, I should say. Um, and the game itself is thirty nine dollars, so yeah, I would say it's worth thirty nine. That's that's not a bad price to pay. I wouldn't go above thirty nine, but um, I'm enjoying Chorus so far. Is this above or below uh, Squadrons? Well, the game itself, mm-hmm. I would put Squadrons ahead of it this one it it feels more like like i said not to to discount game pass but it feels like one that oh if i'm already getting this for free this would be a perfect game mm. and is squadrons part of that ea play i don't even know yeah it is yeah so squadrons you can actually get on game pass for free and that has the advantage of having the star wars story behind it Chorus is its own separate universe, and like I said, I haven't really been paying too much attention to the story itself, but I would give Squadrons the lead on overall gameplay. Hmm. Okay, so Squadrons. a bad genre, but it's a better game in a bad, in a bad no, genre. That's, that's okay. Jeff. That's Jeff does not like <laughs> simulation shooters, Rob, just so you know. <laughs> what is so much about Jeff W? Space shooters are butt cheeks. They're so no, bad. They're no. the what? worst kind of no, games. No. Did continue. you play it? Did you play it in VR, Jeff? 
Oh. Quadrants? That would make it worse. No. And, and Jeff has a worse. VR headset, so I do. There's no reason why he could not play yeah, it in VR. Like like Shoff, you know what I did with that. Come on, come on, fellas. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> Shout out to Shoff and. Rob, did you actually, um, did you ever fire up Squadrons? No, I hate, it's in my Steam library, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. I only bought it on Steam so I could try the VR mode. Ooh. Because oh. I, as I recall, Vector was singing its praises when yes. that first came out. Um, it is very good in VR. Initially, it didn't, it wasn't a game that was super, it wasn't calling to me. I'll just mm-hmm. put it that way. Like typically space shooters, Star Foxy type of games just like really aren't my style. They, yeah. I, I mean, not that there's anything technically wrong with it, but it just doesn't, the appeal washes over me very fast. But the right. VR reviews were saying it's so good that I just had to get into it. But I just haven't pulled myself into it, man. <laughs> like I haven't. I got to get the Oculus. I got to get the the <laughs> Oculus cable, man. I got to pull up all the things. I got to empty the the space in my in my office because you know I'm going to flail about, despite right. the fact that you're flying. It's a stationary game, but right. maybe maybe for next week I'll make a commitment to have yeah. tried it. Yeah, and give my thoughts hmm. on that. That's maybe. the Wonder Rob guarantee. Yeah, it's the I'll do it unless I don't guarantee. <laughs> wow. All right. <clears throat> Well, I've been playing Super Liminal on the Xbox Series X, boys. This game's been out for a little while, 2019, I think. But I noticed that it was on uh, Game Pass. Yes. And I had forgotten about this game. I remember seeing trailers of Super Liminal around the time when it was coming out, thinking, oh, that sounds rad. Like, like these first-person puzzle-type games are sort of -of out-of-the-box thinking-type games, independent (laughs) studio games, like... I can I really get a kick out of them sometimes in Super Liminal man I actually just beat it this week. Nice. Uh, you you can follow my whole adventure in Super Liminal on the Geek So to Speak YouTube page. Plug 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 the uh, the <laughs> final episode of Super Liminal come out next week sometime. And did, did you say you start so you started it and beat it within Yes. This week? Start okay. to finish. What do you which, what, what do you think it clocks in around? How many hours? Oh gosh, I think I have eight videos of it and then okay. each each video is probably like 20 minutes maybe okay. okay uh so it's something that you can get through really fast now there were uh, definitely a couple of points where it would, i got stuck and i had to think about it it's a, so it's a first person puzzle game just in case anybody out there listening doesn't know what it is uh, a first person puzzle game i would i would put it in the vein of like portal very close to that, yeah. where there's no shooting or weapons or anything like that, but you're just stuck in room, in a room, and the idea is how are you going to get out of the room and move on to the next room in a first-person mode. But the, the gimmick oh, okay. here is that you're playing with perspective. So if I picked up a chess piece and held it in front of my eye, like right in front of my face, it would mm. appear a lot bigger to me than it actually is. But if I did that in the game... It changes the actual size of the objects that I'm holding. So I can take this tiny little one-inch chess piece and turn it, you know, three stories tall and climb it to get out of the room. Gotcha. Uh, along with other uh, perspective puzzles, there's tons of them. Uh, but it has it has that sort of, like, dry humor to it that, that Portal mm. has. It's definitely not as polished as Portal. Yeah. But it's, it's very good. And I found myself compelled to get back into it and play it and beat it this week, despite the fact that Horizon Forbidden West is out. 
And I've, I've spent all my free time this week playing that. Uh, but Super Liminal is a great game. And if you have Game Pass, that's a free game for you right there, guys. Oh, it's free on there. You know, I was going to say, looking play. at it, it does seem to have that, you know, like the creepiness of Portal. You know, it does seem to have that same vibe. Just Yes. That's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's an astute observation, Jeff. And I applaud you for it because there are certain points in it. And you, you'll see in my Let's Plays where the game spooks me. And it's not a scary game. It's not... Yeah. Uh, it's not a Five Nights at Freddy's security breach, as it were. Uh, it, but it has its moments where it just things you're not expecting. It's 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 expect the unexpected is a good way to describe my experience playing this game. But I really liked it. I might even go back and play it again. It has a feature in it that I really like that I don't see a lot of games having outside of Valve, Valve games where mm -hmm. it gave me an option to replay the game, but with uh, developer commentary on. Have you ever played games with developer commentary, you guys? Um, I think I, I played did. Portal like that. I did, yeah. I did the, uh, the Half-Life games when they did the Orange Box. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I really and, like that. Fortress 2. Yeah, you know, and it's great for um, multiplayer, too, because, like, on Team Fortress 2, you can go into the commentary, and then you walk up to, like, you walk in the map, and they have, like, little text bubbles, like you're saying. And then it'll, they'll explain why they built this. Like, hey, we have these two entrances because we found people getting, you know, funneled into this too frequently. Like, they just explain, like, the design aspects. Yeah, um, it's, it's so really that's one neat. to go worth see. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like hearing the thought process of how they design these levels, especially in these puzzle levels where they're expecting you to put two and two together to get mm -hmm. out of the room. So I think I might go back and play that. Of course, that's not going to be on the YouTube page. That's just going to be for fun. But uh, Superliminal is a great game. I would recommend it to anybody. I don't know how much it is outside of Game Pass, but if you don't have Game Pass, what are you doing with your life? Come on, get Game Pass. <laughs> That's what I've been playing. Uh, before we get into the big, big game of the week, you got any catch-up games? Anybody else? Uh, Jeff W., you been playing anything else? A little Dying Light 2? Uh... Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I did. I've been Dying Light 2. Actually, we should talk about that, because I guess that is our first one. Um, so over the last week, you know, obviously I've been uh, I've been moving, uh, as you guys know, but um, Dying Light 2 has been uh, taking up my the gaming time that I did have uh, when I was uh, able to play. Uh, and yeah, you know, I like to play. that game I have, I think I have a lot of problems with that game uh, that I, you know, it's gonna be curious to see if like a co-op session with you guys or some of my other friends will make me change my opinion um but it's did you either of you play the first one at all no that was one okay. i missed completely okay so vector do you do what was i can't you? remember playing it like the name sounded mm -hmm. familiar to me but i i had no memory of playing it yeah factor played an hour and then didn't play it um, <laughs> all right and said so, this game's trash <laughs> yeah took it for a refund you know what happened to me was i just remember in the uh, in the first one i have it on pc i remember downloading it and playing it and I got sick of it. I did not like the um, the parkour controls. Like it just feels um, floaty or just a little bit off oh, yeah. to me. Right. And that's the first one and this new one. They both have the same one. I remember my my experience with the first one. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Cheat Engine at all, uh -huh. but um, basically just allows you to modify a game. Like you can give yourself infinite health. People write oh. like scripts for it, and basically it's just like a way to cheat in a game. Um, uh. Usually for single player games, not like you know. Uh, multiplayer stuff because uh, you get banned for that but 
I remember downloading a, a cheat engine script because in the first game you you didn't really get close to the zombies. Like if you did, you were running away from them or like you ran into like smaller ones. But like even like the like the bigger zombies and like a lot of them you would never even see them. So I remember my experience was playing that game with like God mode on and then just like sitting in the dark waiting for you know the zombies to arrive and then that way I could actually like look at them up close. You know you're like oh hey this is what this. Uh, character model is that's running after me you know <laughs> uh, so uh that game it's you know it's it seems very similar to the first one so far i don't like you know i know we were all trying to get to the co-op uh with that game and there's a a solid two hour intro yeah. I mean, how long did it take that? you guys yeah <laughs> what kind of game developer does that yeah yeah, yeah especially yeah, advertising but, yeah but you're gonna all have to play it three hours by yourself first yeah so that for me, you know, uh, it it really was frustrating, especially because we had planned and then I get on and I'm like, you know, and I was hearing from people, hey, it has co-op, it has co-op. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to take you a minute to get to there. And then, you know, for us to take two hours out of our time to just go do that, you know, two hours in a game that we're just trying to get to the thing we like. Yeah, um, right. just blowing through the story. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. It. Right, now, yeah, and it's perfect. Like, I don't even know what happened in the beginning of that because I was just going. I was just trying to get through to the point where we could all play, you know. Um, and even then, it's not very, it's not obvious. And I even heard from another friend that, hey, you know, this was something that's like, hey, you're, it's not going to tell you, it's just going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, sure which is frustrating. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a few hours in. I, I think I had the same problems with this game. You know, um, the movement feels a little bit off. Uh, the, you know, the fighting and the combat's kind of interesting, but it's a lot of, you know, evading, you know, yeah. um, and just trying to pick your battles. You can't really tank it. It doesn't seem like yet, or at least not early on. You can't, which would be more fun for me, I think. And what kind of game uses the right, Top trigger, the R1 button to jump. Mm -hmm. oh, that yeah. is a terrible <laughs> controller it's, layout. Yeah. I haven't I I play on the it. controller, but yeah, that does sound horrible. Oh, you're doing you're out there on the mouse and keyboard. I forgot. Yeah. There's, yeah. We're casuals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's out there. Um, yeah. I I I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but it's fine for the two hours, maybe three that I've played so far. I I had trouble optimizing the game though. I'm playing it on PC on oh, the really? ultra wide, you guys. Ooh, nice. Beautiful, uh -huh. beautiful ultra Fancy. wide monitor. But the I mean the the graphics weren't super great. I mean they were good. Don't get me wrong, but they it definitely has like a blurry vision to it. It's like the best I can describe it. Like mm -hmm. like certain games in a first person game, will you turn your character and the the screen will blur. And then yeah, motion blur. Uh -huh. Yeah, motion yeah, blur. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I turned off the motion blur in the game, but it still felt like it had it on it, especially when you're oh, running. Wow. It does like yeah. this tunnel vision thing mm. that was throwing me off. Uh, but once I got to the combat part, like where there's a part at the beginning where you're saving an ally from some uh, <laughs> Mad yeah. Max style gang, gang yeah. members. From the Borderlands guys. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you have like a parry system where you block mm. and parry like that was all right. I was enjoying that a little bit, but I, I had just gotten to that open world portion when I had stopped playing. But I want to point out that when I was playing it, there's a portion at the very beginning where you're exploring this like dilapidated mansion or hotel, something like that. Mm -hmm. I found a record 
when I was just snooping around of a that said, "Who do you voodoo, bitch?" <laughs> and it said that sounds familiar, and I was like, "Okay, I can appreciate that." That's a that's a an Easter egg for Dead Island, you guys. I don't know if you oh, either of you have played Dead Island. Yes, yeah. but that's the song at the beginning. Who do you voodoo, bitch? I, <laughs> I even have it on my phone. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, big fan. Dead, it seems like Dead okay. Island was pretty good, you guys. I liked Dead is, Island. Is this the same? Is it the same developer? Is that? I, I don't know if it is. I know they've been working on Dead Island two for like the better part of a decade. Yeah, yeah. It got, it's in like weird development hell. Yeah, I so, think right. Yeah, but I don't know if it's really the same developer. If it was just a a nice little shout out, but huh. uh, yeah, interesting. So it's got points in my books for referencing Dead Island, especially that <laughs> song, because that's that's a real niche Easter egg yeah. right there. And Shaf, my co-host from Geek So to Speak podcast, will never play it because it's too scary. <laughs> I had the All same right. reaction as you, Rob. When I was playing it, I was not enjoying the first parts of it. A lot of the the look of it felt like an older game to me. It felt like an up game from 2012. It didn't feel like, you know, a current game in 2022 coming out. And when I started to get into a little bit of the combat, that's when I was like, oh, okay, I can see how this could be fun. You're jumping over the guy, kicking him in the face. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very... What was that parkour game that came out on Xbox? Oh, you're thinking of um, uh, Mirror's Edge? Yeah. It felt like Mirror's Edge to me when I was playing it. And I don't know if that had the the right bumper as as a jump button also. But, you know, parkour in gaming can be fun in certain aspects. The first-person view is what, you know, was kind of novel about mm. Mirror's Edge. And then with Dying Light, it's, it's kind of bringing up the same memories for me. But having to play two hours just to get to what we really want to play is multiplayer. That's kind of like the whole reason why we all got it. I think was specifically. Mm-hmm. To play. Only, yeah. I, I would never have gotten this game if it wasn't suggested by Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That putting it behind that wall of time is just kind of ridiculous to me, but I'll keep on playing it just so we can have another game to produce some more content. You can see content. You gotta love it. <laughs> all right. Well, the the big game of the week that's been taking up all of our time is Horizon Forbidden West, the oh, highly yeah. anticipated sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which mm-hmm. I never played, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, on the PlayStation Five, uh, Gorilla Games is the developer, and they made the Killzone series, which was oh, yeah. PlayStation mm-hmm. exclusive. Uh, how many Killzone? Go- look it up right now. There's there was a ton. Oh. I was actually just watching. The um the documentary that Danny O'Dwyer did, Jeff. Did you ever yeah, watch yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's funny those a lot, some of those guys from Gorilla Games. I think he's like he like leads Sony now, like Sony Gaming. Oh, um, yeah. So that is like a major Sony um uh thing. And they they're also the ones that gave um they developed the engine uh that that game runs on. So they also did Death Death Stranding. That engine that, that it runs on is uh the Gorilla Studios engine. Just good looking uh, game. Classic yeah. game. Myself. That's actually a really good documentary, Rob. If you ever want to go back and see how they developed the first um, Horizon game, it's a no clip. Is and I'll leave a, a link in the show notes. Um, the no clip documentary on Horizon. They go to the studio. They're over in like 
um the new amsterdam or somewhere yeah in Europe. it's some european country and it's yeah. like the only gaming studio over there there's nobody else over there but they talk they go through the whole history of the killzone franchise and they had like and killzone that was like a playstation what they called like a system seller back when it when it first launched yeah. the, they said and, it was the halo killer yes back in the day and it was i always remember playing them for an hour when they first came out and never beating any of the kill zones. Like I never got into them like Halo, like Gears. I just never got into the kill zones. But it was the equivalent to uh Halo on the PlayStation. So it's that documentary is actually interesting as they go through all those. I didn't even know they made a bunch of Vita and PSP kill zones, but mm -hmm. they wanted to go from that dark, you know, gritty um post-apocalyptic world to all right, we need to do something else. We've been doing this for 10 years. All right, let's transition into something bright, vibrant. There's nature all around, a mm. different type of post-apocalyptic. So um, I would highly recommend that documentary. Check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, so I, my, the majority of my time this week has been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I know, same with Vactor. I, yes. Jeff, Jeff W. is, is a, the wild card. I'm not positive because I haven't heard Jeff W say anything about Horizon this week. Have you been playing yeah. it, Jeff? So I have not played the new game, mainly because I'm waiting to, you know, blow the load, as they say, on uh, on Elden, uh, is what I'm waiting for. That's, That's going to be the game true. that I buy. Um, but I did play the first game. Uh, and, you know, Vector, I don't think, did you play the first game, Vector, yes. or did you just when watch it, a, a video? I, I played it when it first came out. But that mm -hmm. was, if you remember, when that came out, uh, Breath of the Wild also came out. So it was kind of like, mm. what do I play at that time? And so I got into it maybe halfway through the game. Did you beat then, it? No, no? I, I never went back to it. Up until when this new one was coming out, I was like, oh, I, I got to go back and beat mm -hmm. the original one. So I went back and my save file was gone. So I had to start all over oh, at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, all right, I'm not going to have enough time to beat this before the new one comes out. So now I have a save file on the original, mm -hmm. but it's like at the beginning when she's a little girl. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I like the first game a lot. I played that. I, I beat it in full. Uh, I was talking to Rob about this, I think, uh, last week. Uh, my experience with it has been that first game. I don't know. It's hard for me to recommend now because I don't know if people have the same experience because I don't know if you remember this factor when you beat it or if you ever saw it or anything, but there was a, there was an armor set in that game when it first came out. Cause I was playing it when it, as soon as it came out, that was pretty broken and that you could get pretty early on in the game. You know, if you did the right missions and did the right stuff, you could obtain this armor. I think it was the only one that regens in the game at the time. Um, and uh, it was pretty oh. powerful. So I got that. I went out of my way to basically go get that. And then you can basically just cheese the rest of the game. Like even the the strongest of enemies become pretty, you know, you know, easy to handle just off of that that armor alone. You don't have to like, you know, build stuff up. It just regens on its uh, on its own. Um, so I really like that game, but I would be would be I, I am interested to see if I play and I play this new one if I have the same experience or if I have the same level of enjoyment, uh, because I know they patched that armor in the last game. So I, I think it'd be funny to play that first game again, uh, I guess on one hand, just to see if I had the same experience, but uh, I'm interested to see what they did with the second one to see if I actually 
do enjoy it or if I was just overpowered and like just destroying stuff. You know what I mean? So far from my experience, it's everything from the original, but enhanced, plussed up. So <laughs> I, I like the evolution from one to two. I just got robbed to the part where you go to the first town or the village where everything like chain like, scrape, I think is what it's called. The town yeah, chain scrape. it's like your main hub or wherever you go, and that's where you upgrade your weapons and you talk to all your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I I just got to right before we started this. Um, but all of the the combat, um, the everything I remember everything from the first game, and it's just a little bit better than it was. Um, I think they just refined it you know, from the original to this one. And the studio's done a great job on both of these. It's, it's um, like I said, watching that documentary was really eye-opening to see where they came from and, and where they're kind of, where they've, they've gotten to. And this is going to be probably a studio that I continue to follow. Um, now they're going to be like, they were the Kill Zone studio. Now they're going to be the Horizon studio. But that VR game that's coming out, I definitely want to get a PlayStation VR 2 and play that um, on there. And I like this world of, and that was kind of the thing about the first one. It was the future, and it's like a post-apocalyptic world, but with cavemen. And so humanity has been, has regressed, but they still have this like futuristic technology but they're the, the the humans in the game are like hunter gatherers, and they're shooting. Listen, we've all played a Fallout heroes. game, okay? We've yeah. all played Fallout before. <laughs> I told <All> right. <laughs> but the difference between Fallout and this is, you're like I said, you're you're like a caveman trying mm-hmm. to navigate through the world, and then you've got these robotic dinosaurs. So, just the the you know the visuals of that, and then the the production design of that is interesting and, and it's novel because you don't see it, see that in, in any other game that's out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has robot kangaroos that shoot lightning bolts at you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, how is the, um, are, the, are the new, are the new creatures? Like what, what do they got in there? Um, I, if you guys recall, I've like, run into, I'm a little further along than uh, print vector is. Uh-huh. Did we decide on what your official name on this podcast is? Yeah. Are you Trent or are you Justin or are you Vector? Well, you know, it's funny. On another podcast that I'm doing, the Holdo Maneuver with uh, Vibbert, mm-hmm. we had a guest on there, and he knows he first knew me as Justin, and then he knew me as Trent, so he was kind of confused. Let's just do Vector. All right, Vector. Okay. I'm a little further along than Vector. So I'm about eight hours in so far uh and it's easy for me to remember because i record <laughs> i record every video game <laughs> i play these days um so i've made it to that town i'll get to your question in just a second uh jeff but I, yep. i've made it to that town i've completed the main objective in that town and uh one major side quest well at least major to me because it's the only side quest that i've played i've been sort of shotgunning the story <laughs> um and I've made it out of that town and then on my way to the next. So I'm a, I'm a little further ahead, but as soon as you leave that town, there's this giant battle, not to spoil too much for you, Vector. Um, but that's leading me into what I was going to talk about, where people are riding 
that what looks like bulls horns are chainsaws. That's <laughs> the best way I can describe it. They have okay. almost like like a ram. Like you know how a ram has the big curly horns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. they're the size of bulls, and they're they're chainsaws essentially. Um, I've run into there's like otters or um, meerkat type ones, but they're huge. Um, there's burrowers, there's scavengers. Uh, I've run into one like uh, pterodactyl type one. And the thing with all these robot animals, Jeff, despite how different they look and how cool they look, they all suck. Every last one <laughs> okay. of them sucks. Uh, in the last video I was playing, I, was, I ran into the electric kangaroos. Mm-hmm. And you can you can scan the enemies, which I'm sure you can in the first one. I I didn't play the first one, so I can't really yep. compare. But you can scan yeah. the enemies, and it says, okay, this is this particular type of enemy. He is not weak against this, but he is weak against these types of weapons. Or you can just go in there and beat the crap out of them with your you know your spear if you want to die really fast. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot like Pokemon, where you'll have an enemy that. It shoots electricity and it says, okay, well, you need water weapons to really beat this guy or this particular enemy. You need acid weapons. But the problem is, is even eight hours into the game, you don't have all those weapons really yet. Mm. So these electric kangaroos that I run into where it's telling me that water is their weakness. All I really have are these like little water bombs that you can place on the ground and hope, pray that they just happen to go <laughs> in that direction. <laughs> okay. Uh so that, but the further along you get in the game, the more weapons you unlock, and and I don't want to say the game gets easier, possible, and you get mm-hmm. a little more feeling of oh, okay, now I can do this, now I can fight this, because gotcha. when you start, you definitely don't have that. Uh-huh. Uh, you pretty much just have your little spear, and you have to sneak around in the grass and stab these these little animals in their robot buttholes until they uh-huh. die. Other question for you guys. Are they doing the Ubisoft tower climbing, unlock the map thing in this one too? Have they found a different solution for that? In the first one, if you remember, they have like the, uh, we'll call it a long neck dinosaur, uh-huh. um, where you climb up it, you know, and you basically can unlock that area of the map. Like they do in Breath of the Wild too, which actually uh-huh. funny that neither of you finished the first game or Breath of the Wild. Just uh, <laughs> a fun note. We'll get to that it's maybe true. one other day. But um, so are they doing that in this game too? Have you run into that, Rob? Or vacuum? no? Um, as of this point, that has not been an option. It's okay. mainly just sort of like a Diablo. The further you get into the map, okay. the more unlocked. so you're just discovering. Okay. Yeah, but it'll give me like little markers on the map, even though it's all cloudy and I can't see. It's like, hey, this mm-hmm. is over here. This is over here. But I haven't actually run into one of those big giant uh, robots. Yes, because yeah, I think that that that. That kind of thing is played out to me, and I, I like when games are just changing changing it up by not doing that anymore. Um, that was the one thing. And, and, and you know, because you know, the thing for me, too, I remember in the first game, it, that kind of uh, objective breaks the game for me in a way because I'm trying to get out and just unlock the map, you know, and just to see things. So, like, I'm venturing out probably further than I should, you know, to just unlock that area of the map so I can see everything. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, 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 I like that they're... Uh, Maybe they're getting away from that. Didn't Assassin's oh. Creed have something similar where you climb mm. up to the top? They and get, like, they like invented look. that, right? It's yeah. the Ubisoft thing. Like they were the ones that first did that, like climb up a tower, unlock the map. It does the animation. You jump into yeah, uh, like a hay. hay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Man, I hated those games. <laughs> We're not good. I liked the first one, but everyone mm. past the first one I did not enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so that that's about where I'm at in this game. I got to tell you, Jeff, this game looks great. Mm-hmm. This game is a beautiful game. You know, I recently got my hands on an OLED, as Trent knows. And mm-hmm. that TV, I've looked at Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster on that, and it looks amazing. And that's all I'm thinking about is playing this game and Elden Ring. Uh, seem to be the two uh, graphic uh, horrors. What are we calling these things? Graphic uh, things, you know, graphical showcases, maybe. Graphical maybe more appropriate word. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems to be the, uh, the two. So that's why I'm excited to play uh, this one, too, for that. So it, are you playing, Vector, are you playing it on performance mode or fidelity mode? Performance. Uh, perf- performance is giving you, again, just for anybody who doesn't know that, performance is prioritizing the frame rate and fidelity mode is priority, prioritizing, excuse me, the graphics, the resolution. So you're playing it on performance. Yeah, just like with Spider-Man, it's, once I go to that, I cannot play the other version. It's like, it's unplayable to me. And every now and then, I'll be like having FOMO. Oh, what am I missing? If I, I got to switch over to the resolution mode and see uh-huh. how great does it look. And I'll switch over, and I'm like, this doesn't look that different. And it's a major downgrade for the, um, the frame rate. So I'm like, man, I, I cannot play it on, not on performance mode. <laughs> mm. I've been playing pretty much on fidelity mode exclusively, but only because I got maybe five hours into the game before I realized that there was an option. Because <laughs> you, you just mentioned it, I didn't think to look. I was just like, "All right, the game's out. Let's play, you guys." And just hopping yeah. into it. So I, I switched into the the frame rate mode, which is, I mean, buttery smooth, sixty frames per second. You can't complain about that. But I think having played it infidelity mode for five hours before i discovered the the frame rate mode i was like but uh, it looks better and so i actually i went back to fidelity mode how did you play Uh, spider-man oh that was performance for sure because that was that was when the playstation 5 was still new right and i wanted to see what it had in that 60 frames per second and then i unlocked that miles morales um Oh, I forget which perk it was, the name of the perk, but where it's like into the Spider-Verse where yes. he's moving at a, at a slower frame rate than right. the rest. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I played nice. that game exclusively with that perk. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. For the remainder of the game, regardless of which costume I was wearing, I was like, dude, I really like how <laughs> this looks. Yeah. Um, and I still turn that game on every once in a while and just swing around the city. Uh, yeah. Just to like... Like if I'm on the phone with somebody or something like that, I'm like, you know, yeah, I'll just do play this. It has that like it's it is like I describe these games as like mindless games, not as a negative thing, but it's like a it's like a Tony Hawk where I can like just play it and I don't have to really think. I'm just doing, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like I can, or I call it like a chat game or like a podcast right. game where you right. can put earbuds in or do something else and you can just kind of go. And that's what that yeah, that's a perfect. Yeah, just swinging across the city and not not even fighting anybody, just uh-huh. having a good time. Um, but yeah, so for, for this game, for Horizon, I definitely went back to the fidelity mode. I don't know. I think I was just used to it, but the, the 60 frames per second looks pretty sharp. I'll give it that vector. I wonder, you you know, certain games have 120. If you have the HDMI 2.1, which is crazy, you have to have it on 
but you have to have the cable, uh-huh. the HDMI 2.1 cable. Then you have to have a, a display that will display it or has 2.1. So uh-huh. I, I do actually have that a TV that has HDMI 2.1 input, and I bought the cable. So, but it doesn't tell you, like it doesn't show you the frame rates. I wish it was a frame rate counter on the the game itself to show me, hey, I'm getting 120. Have you heard anything about 120 support? No. Um, Might have to look no, that up. Nothing at all. The only thing I've seen in 120 was, um, did you ever see, what was that Will Smith movie where he played a, he played a, an older version of himself and a younger version of himself and they put it out in theaters in 120 frames per second? Oh, it was on Netflix, right? It, no, it was in theaters. They put exactly. out theaters in 120 frames, and it was wild. Gemini man. Gemini man. Gemini man. We reviewed that on the Geek So to Speak podcast. That now that I liked. A, a lot of people hated it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, that aspect of it. The movie's terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really neat. I was gonna say Fresh um, Prince. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my the the monitor that I used to play this LG monitor. I forget what which model it is, but it has the HDMI two. Mm, uh, nice. Um, and I'm using an HDMI two cable, but the it's hooked up through the Elgato and the Elgato H oh. or the Elgato HD sixty S plus doesn't support it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it it's like nothing. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> well, actually, man, 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 womp womp. Yeah. Screwed up on that. Um, but okay, this look game, it up. It is sixty. It's not one hundred twenty. So sixty is where it maxes out. So do you see yourself completing this game factor? Yeah. This or are you just going to stop when Elden no, Ring stop? Well, both. Um, I will stop. Actually, I just loaded up Elden Ring while you were talking, Rob, just to see if it was available. Because I had preloaded it. But when I tried to play it earlier today, it was like, this game has not been released yet. So mm-hmm. we, have, we have passed the release date of Elden Ring. So after we get done with this podcast, I will be playing one hour of Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back test, yeah. Yes, then oh, I'll go man. back to Horizon. I have lots of Elden Ring related questions, like Souls game related questions for you, but I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. We'll save that for the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Um so last thing I want to talk about with Horizon and then we can move on to the the video game news is it, in terms of the combat and the difficulty, how are you enjoying that factor? Um cuz to me it's iffy depending on who I'm fighting in yeah, the game. That's- that's how the first one was or is. So I'm not crazy about that. It's, you know, a lot of the, the monsters, you have to have that specific point, the weak points, right, that you're hitting. Uh-huh. And so you're trying to hold the bow steady enough. Um, it's fine to me. I don't necessarily feel one way or the other about um, the combat and the difficulty. It's not my favorite but it's also not you know like i don't hate it either i don't love it i don't hate it there's there's parts of it where it gives you the option to be stealthy like if you're gonna try to sneak your way out of a situation or sneak up and kill certain enemies but that doesn't always work man and you'll you'll run into those again the the bulls with the chainsaw horns where they'll have one weak spot on the like for example on the back of their hips that you got to hit with the arrow but meanwhile they're running in circles they're bucking they're jumping in the air and i'm over here like this game is gonna drive me insane (laughs) there's no no joke no 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 foolies 
on this. There's a video I'm going to put out on the YouTube page in the next coming weeks where is the video is about 30 minutes long and it's me just getting destroyed by the one <laughs> group of animals over and over and over again about four of those particular animals because I cannot kill them <laughs> because they won't stop moving and they just <laughs> kill me over and over again. And you can see me just getting angrier and angrier <laughs> as I'm playing yeah. it. Um, but overall, I'm really enjoying it. I think it'll be difficult for me to hop back and forth between Elden Ring and this game and all the other games that I'm playing because like Vactor, not so much like Jeff, but like Vactor, you know, we have limited time to play video games in the day. So choosing what we're going to be playing is going to be an interesting choice. But I'm going to try to go back and forth between these games as much as I can to get to the end. Because last year, Vector, I only beat, I think, three games. Oh. Despite playing, like, 50. Right. Yeah. Last year. Well, especially with Game Pass now, I think it's going to also be that way for me this year. I'm going to play a ton of games just because of Game Pass. But I'm going to beat the ones that... Well, specifically, like, with, with Horizon, to answer your question about am I going to beat it? This is exactly the type of game that I will beat. Just like Uncharted, just like um, any type of narrative-driven game specifically, those ones I want to, like Spider-Man, I want to beat it because I want to get to the end of the story. Not so much with Ollie Ollie World, with Chorus. Those ones, I'll just play it just for the gameplay. But for Horizon specifically, this is one... This that's right up my wheel wheelhouse. I want to play it because I want to watch it like a movie. I want to know what happens to these characters. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I will. This one I will one hundred percent finish. Well, glad to hear it. So we'll we'll uh, you know touch back on this game as we go because we'll we'll always talk about the games we're playing, even if we've talked about them already. We'll still talk about our progress because that's, oh yeah, that's the fun of it, everybody. All right, so let's get into uh, the weekly news uh, for video games. You know what? I've been talking a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this one over to Factor or Jeff W. Who wants to start the video game news, boys? Well, actually, I wanted to specifically ask because Jeff and Rob, I've known at various stages in my life to be Nintendo boys. That's me. Yep. Jeff, specifically with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when the Switch came out, Jeff and I were playing a lot of switch games uh what was that ape out jeff that we played during about. yeah that one of my favorite a, games yeah so that good. was a yeah. uh switch highly recommended if you haven't played it that was one that we were playing a bunch and then rob i know as mario kart and zelda those are like the two nintendo things that i associate with rob so last week nintendo announced that the eShop for both the 3ds and the wii u and those are two systems that i remember rob being heavily into not not so much at the wii u but the 3ds specifically yeah. are going to be closing down next year mm -hmm. so all those games those digital games that were trapped on those systems they're going to be they're going to be fairy dust they're going to yeah. be and rob's opening his 3ds right <laughs> I now i still have my <laughs> 3ds haven't played this thing in years years hey. but you know i still have yeah. it the Legend of Zelda one, as a matter of fact. Yes. Did you now? I know now in 2022, Rob is all digital. When that 3DS was coming out, were you buying a lot on the eShop or were you buying no, more cart? Not really. It was always carts. Um, just yeah, I didn't. 
it didn't really just become a thing. Like, there was a certain point, uh, you know, where I passed a particular age where I was just like, I don't gotta, there's too much stuff, man. Like, I wanna, mm-hmm. I've already got shelves full of my collect, my collectibles, so to speak. I don't need more shelves of DVDs and video games and Blu-rays. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I beat the game, to, what am I going to just sit there and have it be on my shelf looking at me for the rest of my life? Yeah. So um, I never really did get into the, the digital aspect of this. But this story actually almost makes me want to log on and just see what games are. Like, I wouldn't mind re-downloading Ocarina of Time on this because mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the best version, in my opinion. Is, yeah. was for the 3DS. The graphical upgrades, I liked the 3D. Um, mm-hmm. I like being able to just play it on the go. But uh, I know the physical copies are expensive, man. Like, if you've ever looked for those or just happened to run into right. one at, like, a retro game store, yeah. they're not exactly cheap. So, excuse me. Uh, I might I might go back and download that game. i got to find a charger yeah. for this thing, though. I cannot find mm-hmm. the charger. For the life of me, for my 3DS, so I'm going to have to buy one online first. Um, but I am interested in going in and seeing what they have, because they're going away. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and I'm going to rant for just a second here. Because yes. this is this is Nintendo's bullshit problem that they're always going to have, where they won't put their games out on new things. The idea that not every game is not out on the Switch is ridiculous. Especially with what, you know what I mean, we see what it's capable of. They have N64 games on there. You're telling me you can't put you know, all these other previous generation games on here. And then and, and the reason I'm annoyed with this one is because, uh, number one, I don't even know where my 3DS is at. But also, there's games on there that, to me, are like some of my favorite games of all time. Like, just a, a one easy example is just, um, and Rob, we talked about this last week, uh, Zelda Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. It's oh, the, yeah. It's, it's like one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite Zelda game. I maybe behind if- Breath of the Wild. And it's, it it it's only on 3ds so that I'm just might gonna be take on that. here yeah sorry i don't mean to talk over you that was just no, no, the thought no. that came out i, I was gonna say you should download that. that if you don't have it go download it now and just have yeah. it on there because the idea that they're going to take away access to that is just kind of you know heartbreaking in a sense right like you're just like i wish i could have that game and this is why the uh you know the pirating scene is so big this is why your switch if you have an early switch it's hackable you know, it's why people put so much effort into like having these Nintendo games because they will not put them on other platforms. And I think, you know, if you if you think about it too, um, you know, what turned around the Xbox reputation after this last generation? I think a lot of it was the goodwill that they put in. A lot of it was, hey, Game Pass, and we're going backwards compatible. Like remember when backwards compatible uh, compatibility got announced? It was like. You know the probably the like the best headline you know Microsoft or Xbox had had in like five years at that point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that they are going to take it away to me, all I would say is like if you have these devices, if you have a Wii U, just you should probably go get Homebrew, and then that way you can just pirate every one of their games. Like it, it's the only way to really do it anymore, you know. And like like Rob said, it's like you try to go get a physical copy of some of these games, especially the good ones, you know, not like some crappy third-party game that no one cared about. But if you want the good games that came out for those consoles, you're going to have to spend so much money to just play it. And it's, you know, it's a problem with, like, PlayStation 2. Like, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 has not come out on any other platform. So I don't think, unless you can play it on that streaming service that they have, I haven't checked that. 
you can't play that game anywhere else unless you have a PlayStation 3, you know, um, which, you know, to me is also big. I hate it when games get lost to that, you know, uh, to the lockdown or the, the you know, the uh, getting rid of the platforms that they were, you know, built. on. That's why, especially, you know, mainline games like, you know, every Zelda game should be on every, you know, on the newest Nintendo product at some point, whether it's through emulation uh, or whether you remaster it, you know, and I'm not saying it has to happen right away, but like, I'm almost positive they could have, you know, you can emulate that uh, a link between worlds, you know, pretty easily on on a switch. And the idea that it's going to be lost, basically, or very expensive to play that is uh, kind of sad to me. Yeah, no, you just sort of like kick, kicked me in the butt, Jeff. Now I'm mm-hmm. feeling yeah. it. I'm like, man, you I should get you first, should do that. Yeah, make sure you get a charger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right? I turn this thing yeah. back on, but then I, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm almost positive I have that game downloaded on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, if, I would say if you have one game, if you're going to go get one game, it has to be that game. If you have a 3DS, go download it just so you have it forever, because that's yeah, that, to yeah. me, that's the best game on that on that system. Maybe I will. Good point. Good. Good observation. Jeff. All right. What else is going on? You guys? Well, also. Capcom had a big announcement this week, and Jeff, I know, was, it big? was very excited when I told him. Yeah, because Jeff is not not only does Jeff love simulation flight games, Rob, <laughs> but he loves fighting games. There's something that mm-hmm. Jeff goes to bed at night and he dreams. So you could tell me with Jeff, it's it's not fight or flight. It's both. Yeah, yeah. it's fight or fight for Jeff. <laughs> fight, then flight, then fight. If I'm playing one of the flight simulators, yeah, in fact. Capcom is celebrating the 35th anniversary of the iconic fighting game, Jeff. And they put out a trailer that features bearded Ryu, which is my favorite Street Fighter character of all time. And I was a big Street Fighter fan growing up. That was it, it was, was Street Fighter Two, ar- the arcade game, right? Yes. Let's see that in like Pizza Huts. You know what I mean? It was, was I didn't I didn't have arcades yeah, this when I was, was a kid, but you know, yeah, man, I wish we still had. Remember arcades. that? Oh, uh, real quick note: me and Vector went to the movies to see Uncharted, and we saw what was that game? House of the Dead. They oh, had they an had arcade game up there. I was like, what the hell? Like yeah, how? Some, like does this make money? You know? Yeah, it was random. They had like Miss Pac Man and House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat were the big games for me growing up in the arcades i would pump tons of quarters into those and when street fighter 5 came out they it was kind of the bearded ryu character uh for whatever reason just caught my attention i was like i want to play as that guy mm-hmm. and so i played um one hour of street fighter 5 <laughs> yeah. and i really enjoyed it so this street fighter 6 teaser because i i figured oh it was a variant of the regular ryu so having mm-hmm. him wasn't going to be a thing going forward. But I think just the popularity of him, and there was a ton of like memes and um, he, it's the hot dad uh, meme that came out about um, a couple of years ago. Jeez, I guess what the, memes are you on? Well, this is the <laughs> JeffW.com OnlyFans. But Street Fighter 6, it looks like they're going to have that character again. So mm-hmm. I am excited just for that character alone, Jeff. Yeah, I um, wish it would have been a cami on this uh you know if I was, Tammy with the beard or a person yeah yeah um, um, it was me they announced this 
And they also announced uh, the Capcom Fighting Collection, which which is only PS4. Did you see that? I did not thing? see that. So stupid. I, I assume it'll be compatibility, but why why put a PS4 game out now? Makes no sense. This is saying PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch. I might have to take a look at this, but this is coming out in June. Capcom Fighting Collection, and it's mm-hmm. a ton of their old stuff: Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter. Um, even the Super Gem Fighter, which I was a, I was a big fan of that game growing up um, in Puzzle Fighter. Those those are two that I loved. Um, on top of the Hyper Street Fighter Two Anniversary Edition, um, but those are games that hold a nostalgic place in my heart. So when Six was announced, I said, "This is cool, Jeff." And Jeff was like, "F you, boomer." Um, you know what? Actually, was funny to me was. Um just where uh, this fell. I mean, I don't know if you guys recall the, the giant Capcom leak that happened. I want to say two years ago mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, 2020. Um, yeah. And I, and I want to, so, and I, I linked it to the article in our notes, but um, it's falling in line. It, w- it was supposed to be fiscal year, yeah, quarter three, 2022. So I think that's probably when this falls in line. Um, but it's funny that, you know, that leak was pretty massive and Capcom, you know, had to basically admit to it at the time. And then, um, sure enough, here we are, you know, with the, probably the, the biggest reveal of that leak, you know, if you're not like a, you know, Resident Evil or, or a Monster Hunter fan. Um, but it, I think it makes it interesting for us to basically confirm that that leak was real and that it's coming. And also, you know, we're probably looking at, uh, you know, a, a Resident Evil 4 remake to come out and get announced probably here pretty soon. Uh, Monster Hunter 6, uh, you know, and a couple of their other games um, that would interest me. Uh, and I know, you know, Rob's a big Resident Evil guy. Yeah. Did you ever play 4, Rob? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, assume? I played yeah. 4, loved it. And I hope this mm-hmm. remake is better than the Oculus version of Resident Evil yeah. 4 because <laughs> that game was hot doo-doo on a stick. <laughs> yeah. And I do not recommend it. Yeah. These so, leaks are real and they're spectacular. <laughs> That's what we <laughs> found out. That's a little Seinfeld for you, Jeff. I know you look oh, I hate this show. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought that was probably the most interesting thing uh, to me when I first saw this because I like I knew it was coming. We all I think if you followed that news knew that was coming, and you were just kind of waiting for <laughs> when they announce it. Um, and there's a ton of things they need to to fix about this game. I mean, the community kind of hates the last Street Fighter, um, especially like the DLC stuff and the complications of like you know competition uh, that they had where people couldn't play certain characters. You had to have like so if you're trying to have everybody play, they all have to have like the D it's kind of like, you know, the problem with like when they used to have DLC maps for like Halo, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody could play it. So yeah. you had to have everybody buy the thing. And if you didn't, you got locked into like this set because one person, you know, so um, they kind of have that problem. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm, you know, I want to see what they do with it. Yeah. Jeff, do you want to see a Bioshock film? Um. Because yeah, there's one headed to Netflix. And it's supposed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, this is going to be an adaptation of the first game, right? They're not, yes. they're, not they're not exploring a weird different topic. And, you know, and actually it was one of the reasons I wanted to play, uh, or I wanted to do a little video series at some point uh, with us and, it, yeah. uh, and revisiting that game. I think we've all beat that, right? I'm pretty sure we've all. Oh yeah, a million times. Two or three times. All of that us are one of my Bioshock favorites. Fans. Yeah, I'd put yeah. it in my top five games of all time. If I had, if I had, I remember being in my parents' living room when they announced on was it Spike TV? I think they put that trailer out and they announced the demo 
was coming out and then trying to get on my Xbox quick enough to download it and it <laughs> taking forever because the servers were getting sent so hard. Um, so yeah, I want to, yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited to see what they do with the film. I think it's probably should have been done uh, already, um, but I'm glad that, you know, now it'll probably get a proper yeah, budget, proper writers, you know, a, a good, we have, we have more platforms for it to be better now than we did, you know, 15 years ago. Right. That's the thing in 2022 is the Bioshock franchise, you know, does it still have that cultural significance that it had when <clears> the games were coming out? You know, they've sold 39 million copies worldwide. Yeah. Um, and everybody, I think all of us look at it as like this very well-regarded series, but for the TikTokers that are coming up mm -hmm. right now, do they n even know what Bioshock is? Because um, I haven't heard, you know, what was the last game that came out? The it was uh, Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. yeah. That was actually the only one that I have not finished. I do want to uh, finish that. And I think Ooh, when, Jeff does, when yeah. Jeff does his, his series, I want to yeah. go through the third one. But I just don't see it as relevant as when the games were first coming out. Um, the Bioshock I'll, I'll presence on, isn't there. On that thought, I do think you're right. I don't think it's been relevant for a while. Um but I do think if you think about like them coming out with this, I do think at least it's unique, right? We haven't seen something copy that or put a big daddy type thing in something. Um, so I think that, you know, number one, the platforms, the writers that are on those platforms is going to be a benefit. But I think also the uniqueness of that game, I think, can still translate, especially to like a series. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be a series, right? It's not a movie, right? No, it's a movie. Or no, it's a film. It's a film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think it could, you know, translate to either one. But um I just hope that it's, you know, they don't try to cram too much, you know, in one. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the series, you know, format, but mm -hmm. you know, I am interested in watching this, obviously. Yeah. Rob, are you gonna watch the Bioshock Netflix? Well, yeah, more than likely. Um <sighs> I don't typically get excited for video game movies. For me, the no matter how good a story is in a video game, the the aspect that's really drawing me to it is the the fun of the gameplay. And obviously, you don't have that when you're watching a movie, right? So, Uncharted, I was not terribly interested in seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. Uh, not super interested in seeing that. Uh, Best and, video and game I, movie of all time. Best video game movie of all time. Go ahead. But that's not. Yep. But that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, <laughs> Jeff. Um, but I really liked the story in Bioshock, yeah. and I'd be interested in seeing if they handle the twist, mm -hmm. like if they keep the twist of the the story the same. Yeah. Or if they come up with something new, because to me, the twist of the story for anybody who's into video games. Or in the video game community, even if you've never played Bioshock, but you're in our demographic, our age group, you know the twist. Or you're probably familiar with it. And so is it going to be one of these, um, like the Sixth Sense, everybody knows the twist in the Sixth Sense. Right. Yeah. And they're going to do it anyway? Or are they going to come up with some sort of new twist? So that, that's yeah. really what I would be interested in. Does, does Would You Kindly become a meme? Yeah. Right. Again. So. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I've, this one, the only two video game movies that I'm really, that are on my radar are, are this one and the mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie. Just out of, just out of morbid oh, curiosity, <laughs> the Super Mario oh, Brothers movie. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Jeff and I will be there for Sonic 2. 
Oh yeah, with Knuckles in mm-hmm. a couple months. So we'll oh, yeah. we'll let you know, Rob. Oh, I'll be there too. I'm obligated to talk about it on Geek, so to speak, <laughs> uh, despite how much I don't really want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Get Ben Schwartz out of here. <laughs> Um, there's another bit of news that came out about kind of the potential of cloud gaming and where we're going in the future. And I wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, we actually talked a little bit off mic about this, but Amazon's version of Stadia is Luna. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those platforms that I always try to sign up for all the cloud gaming platforms because in theory you know, this is going to be the future and the, and the way to do it without hardware and doing everything streaming through the cloud. Once we get there, it's going to be great. But the hurdles to get there is what we're going through right now. And it seems like Amazon is no different than everyone else. The original idea, I think, that Stadia had when they first announced it, which was really cool, was, okay, I, I wa- I'm watching somebody play a game and I can say, oh, I like that game. I'll just click a button, and now I'm playing that game. They're, they introduce a, a play on Luna button, mm-hmm. um, which is on Twitch. That's the exact same promise that Stadia had, and, and for, from my knowledge, still doesn't have. Um, but this report that I saw at The Verge was saying it's there, but there's a whole lot of hurdles to get to it because first of all you have to be logged into twitch then you have to have your amazon account connected then you have to be accepted to the luna early access program then you have to know where the play on luna button is and then you have to you know so it's there's all these um hurdles to it that are keeping you from actually having that dream of hey i just pressed that button and now i'm playing that game um and and so you guys had some thoughts um earlier when we were talking about this yeah, I guess, I gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Just I think the potential from Amazon owning Twitch, you know, I think is higher. Um, you know, just because I think that's a better video game streaming platform than YouTube. I probably mm-hmm. would prefer YouTube just because I I prefer that platform overall. I don't really watch a ton of like live stream. I'm more of like video on demand, you know, YouTube kind of thing. Right. But um, I think it makes more sense, you know, and there, it could be more successful. I think the problem is is just the root of of what this is is a streaming service and they're all i mean you know nvidia's still got theirs which has potential i i suppose but i mean stadia is dead and it's dead for a reason right like google fumbled that um you know i mean it's not technically dead you could still do it but i mean who i mean have you factor you got one right have you touched it and in the last year no it's actually in my garage Yeah, Yeah. the best the best place for video game. You know, the reason it's not the service because I actually think Stadia is the best out of all the ones that I've Mm -hmm. tried. Um, And then I think Nvidia is second, and then Xbox X Cloud is third. Um, I actually actually haven't tried Luna yet, but the thing that's kept me off Stadia is the pricing because it would be like if you're paying for Netflix, and then you have to pay for each individual movie on Netflix. Yeah, that's what kept me away because yeah. i was like well, wait a minute if i'm gonna pay for stadia i want all the games for free so it's that's been more than the technology itself um but yeah definitely somebody needs to come come in and and make it you know this is the killer platform that we want to play um on top of like you know the 
streaming the bandwidth in the US, you know, the 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 actual speeds to to get it to the point where oh, I'm playing it and it's one to one, like there's no lag, there's nothing stopping you from playing it on that streaming version versus the actual hardware version. So I'm I think I would like this to become a a reality uh, but I just it feels you know what it also feels like uh, Rob and I both have Teslas and the There's... future of <laughs> Tesla is what they're trying to go to is is full self driving mm-hmm. it's like that future is is great like you know think about um, that Total Recall movie not the Arnold version but the the new or the the oh. remake with Colin Farrell yes the they one had, you only you saw well. I, that one and also another, uh, I think it was another Colin Farrell movie with um, Tom Cruise, uh, Minority Report. They had the self-driving cars in there and it was like, oh, okay, no one has to worry about driving. You can go into your car and your commute becomes, I can play games. I can. It's a productivity thing. I can get stuff done. But the hurdles to get to that point of full self-driving we're seeing that right now and it's it seems like it's pretty you know pretty big hurdle to jump over that's what i feel like with a lot of this cloud gaming stuff is that potential is really great but you know how long is it going to take for somebody to crack that yeah i mean i like the idea in theory i use the geforce now but i don't use it that often i mean maybe i'm just sort of the outlier because i don't find myself in a situation where i really need to use cloud gaming all that much. I mean, you know, I've got a PC, I've got my video games, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, yada, yada. For the most part, my needs are, are satisfied with what I have. But, you know, you know, the wife and I go on vacation, this, that, or the other. That's pretty much why I tried the cloud gaming to start. So, I, you know, I went to um, my co-host of Geek, so to speak, Shaf, who we have already mentioned several times, his wedding in Arizona, and I brought my laptop and I played Control while I was there because I could, right? But how many times am I in a situation like that? So I, unless, unless the industry really just shifts to this as a whole and, you know, physical media isn't going to be a thing or downloadable media or it's, video games just as it is right now. Like, the way we experience video games right now, unless that's going to take a major shift, I don't really see myself hopping into this a whole lot. Especially when the Steam Deck comes out, because then I'll just download the game I want and have it wherever. And not have to worry about the the internet, like if I'm on a plane or something like that. And that's a perfect point, Rob, too. I think, you know, that that is, you know, they call that like the Switch Killer, or you see like, there's been a couple accessories they put out for that thing calling that a Switch Killer, but I think you're right. Where that could be potentially this, you know, mobile, you know, game killer, and I think it affects the cloud. I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, but I mean, the GeForce now, the service is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's worth the money if that's going to be a viable outlet for you. I yeah. think, but I probably won't keep the subscription unless Vector wants it. <laughs> we can share the subscription, Vector. Uh, yeah, it's it's really. Like the the promise of the GeForce, it was great because of the graphics card shortages and the chip shortage. Like that's what made that, you know, an enticing offer versus like Stadia or the other ones. You're not getting that 3080 quality or that 3090 quality. Um, that was the thing that 
really got my attention when that um, GeForce Now first came out. But it's again, it's just that those are the the technical hurdles because it's it's not what was promised, you know, at this point. And that's what a lot of this play now, you know, play on Luna or play on Stadia, whatever. If you could just hit a button and it's and you're playing it, yes, that is fantastic. That's like I also got a chance to um when I went to Texas a couple months ago just to play play around with it and I didn't have the system with me. I didn't have my PC with me. It was great that I could actually play it and I I tried some of the XCloud stuff, but it was like over Wi-Fi, it was not playable. I had to have a direct connection to it mm-hmm. in order just to have a steady, you know, um, experience. So once they have that locked down where it's seamless, I think it's going to be similar to like Rob going all digital. Not only is it not having stuff, like not having physical stuff, but it's just more convenient to okay i want to play a game i just highlight that game and now i'm playing it i'm not going over to my shelf getting the disc out putting the disc in mm-hmm. where let's say if you didn't even if, if you weren't organized you didn't even know where the game was or you lost the game or whatever the mm-hmm. convenience of digital is way better and even to the point of just buying mm-hmm. it right like instead of going out to the store getting the game driving to the store and then driving back and playing it Oh, I'll just download it and I can preload it the night before and have it as soon as midnight or as soon as it releases, right? So sure. that takes away a lot of that um the old stuff of us, Rob, of going to midnight launches or going to GameStop or wherever. Um I think once this cloud stuff is the the exact like the experience is going to be better. It's just it hasn't gotten to the point yet where it's fulfilled what they said, like the potential of it. And once it's actually there, I think it's going to be similar to physical media versus digital media. The the convenience factor of those, I think the cloud is just going to be even more. Yeah. Well, only time will tell. Yeah. Only time will tell. Uh, the last story on the agenda, the Call of Duty series is reportedly taking a break in 2023 mm-hmm. as opposed to their yearly release schedule for the yeah. past 50 years <laughs> yeah and i think you know uh, just to say real quick i think the the main thing here is like this is a much needed break i don't know rob i don't know if you were like you said multiplayer is not your jam basically no right? I, not not as much as it used to be like back yeah. way 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 back in the day when uh, vector and i first became friends i mean we did that mm-hmm. stuff all the time but you know just lately uh I don't know if it's you know becoming a dad or just my my taste in video games shifting, mm-hmm. but the multiplayer competitive multiplayer just isn't really for me. Like I'll do it if we're like if all three of us are going to get on and have some fun and goof around and mute everybody yeah. else's mic. Like that's one thing, but like seeing myself boot up Call of Duty to get online and play multiplayer by myself, yeah. like that's that's mm-hmm. a, a real big leap. And not yeah. just this, but anything. Fortnite, you, I don't particularly like Fortnite all yeah. that much. Halo, it's a great game to, p- to play with friends, but I've never had the urge it's, with you. Halo Infinite to, to get on and play it by myself. So. Yeah, and that's where I'm at also. Um, I only want to play when my friends are on. And I used to meet a lot of people on Xbox Live. I have muted everybody as soon as they turned on that feature <laughs> where I can 
not hear other players. I've always yeah. had it on for, and this is going on like a decade now. Um, I met my group of friends and we've stuck together and played all these years. Uh, Jeff and I were playing Call of Duty almost every day during the lockdown mm-hmm. when the pandemic yeah. first hit. This that was one of our like uh, comfort games where we were playing Call of Duty every day, and then this last year, it we didn't have that same um, that same schedule. So I think for me, this is a good thing the the break because I was playing it every year and I was buying Call of Duty every year. This last one that just came out was the first one that I did not you know, play um, mm. on a daily basis. And I think it, w- it was a combination of things, time and not, you know, I think kind of just getting worn out on that mm-hmm. same thing over and over and over again. And they added the, um, the, the Fortnite mode, Jeff, the, um, the uh, battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. They added that and that brought a little bit of life to the series. But, uh, for me, it's always been the gunplay and the the solid mm. feel of the Call of Duty series that I've liked, and yeah. it's something that I didn't get on, let's say Halo or Gears of War. This one is it, there's a specific way that Call of Duty feels as a shooter um, that I always got joy out of. But like I said, taking mm. a break I don't think is a bad thing. Give every because I was when they when they switched to kind of like the yearly stuff, it was kind of weird to me. And they had to do two studios taking yeah. turns. Now, going it's, back and now it's three, you know, or oh, is as it? of late, it's been three. There's oh, Ravensoft, wow. Infinity yeah. Ward. And, who did they acquire? Um, who did they acquire? And they just put well, them They got acquired. Code. They got acquired, Rob. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? That's what's yeah. happening now. Bro. Well, that's true. That's was, true. I think it was Raven. I think it was Raven Software. I yeah. That's yeah. who it was. Because I was like, said, you're Call of Duty now. Yeah, I think it was like the Xbox One time frame. Ghosts, I think, might have been their first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think, you know, the important thing there, the thing I wanted to note about it and put, why it's in our notes and why I mentioned it to actors, I just think it's time for uh, a rethink of that franchise. I think it's, you know, I would have loved for them. I have, haven't. My favorite probably Call of Duty, if I'm going to talk about them, just because Vector knows how much I play and he plays, too. Um Probably like Black Ops 2 back on the 360, just overall from like, you know, an all around game. And I would love to have like the Warzone thing, but it's messy now. It has, you know, different developers on everything. Uh, if you go back through the the history, they had just the movements different, you know, uh, and the way the way they do like, hey, a dolphin dive, a slide on this one, you know, everything's different. Um, so I think they need to revisit it. It's time to a good time to reevaluate where they're at. And I would think, you know, I don't want to pay a subscription for this, but if I'm Microsoft, it's like I put out a big Call of Duty game, I do a Fortnite to it, right? And I just continually update it. Put out maps, put out new content. If you want to put out, you know, a, you know, a Venom skin or whatever, do your thing. But I would like to see Call of Duty go into that mode of just having a good game that works well rather than these, you know, kind of sloppy releases every year, to be honest. Right. Yeah. It's better to have quality than quantity, Jeff. Yep. I think all these yearly games should stop. Stop making yeah. Assassin's Creed every year. Stop making yeah. Call of Duty. Stop making mm-hmm. Madden. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think, aren't they, they are stopping um, Assassin's Creed. I don't think Madden, but aren't they're, they stopping They're taking Assassin's a break on that. Yeah. I think they're taking a break on that for a year. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. 
I concur. That might be it, boys. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we got to the yeah. end of the news, and that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Sandbox Gamers. Thanks, everybody, for following us. We really appreciate it. You know, this is just a little passion project between us three that we've talked about for a long time, and we finally made the time to do it because all we do is talk video games. Why not do it? you know, on a microphone. So thank you so much for listening. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button wherever you're following us, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, because obviously we're in it to win it. And we're going to be the number one video game news podcast in the world. You hear that? In the world. <laughs> uh, you can follow my co-host Vactor V-A-C-T-O-R on Instagram and Twitter you can follow my other co-host Jeff W that's J-E-F-F-W as in the letter W on Instagram and Twitter Yeah. at Jeff W myself Wonder Rob W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Instagram and Twitter uh, we are part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network so the, the mother podcast Geek So To Speak is expanding its horizons and we're, we're fostering new baby podcast so this one of course you also have the holdo maneuver a brand new podcast which second episode is either out or coming out already it is out which is a star wars podcast starring factor and the uh corrections or excuse me the artist formerly known as the, as the corrections department on geek so to speak podcast uh, mark vibbert talking star wars every week just a, a short form little podcast about Star Wars, and then we also have another show that's either premiering or has already premiered by the time this one comes out, called Tracknological, starring Shaw from the Geek So To Speak podcast, and Vector, surprise, surprise, uh, <laughs> talking Star Trek, <laughs> short-form Star Trek podcast, because Picard is just starting, so you're going to start talking about Picard and Star Trek news, and then it's my understanding that you're going to go through all the series eventually, not just Picard. But all the the golden classics in Star Trek, and that so, was a Wonder Rob request. He said he wanted us to do every single episode. Oh, yeah, God. well, that way you know you have content forever. Yeah, <laughs> you can keep that podcast going for a long time. Uh, so definitely check out all those shows. Don't forget to subscribe and find us on Anchor, uh, where if you are feeling so generous, you can always toss us a buck to help keep the lights on around here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think that's it, you guys. Our next episode, uh, we're probably going to be talking about Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. So keep your ears out for that and all the latest and greatest video game news. We don't have any catchphrases or anything to end the podcast. Well, this is our first time. So um, let's just let's let's end this podcast the way we end all, all our offline conversations with Jeff W. getting mad about something. Fuck Nintendo and their closed box system. Uh, GG. <laughs> G- GG, everybody. GG. <laughs>